The Tumbling Saber podcast is powered by our powerful friends. Become a powerful friend for just a couple dollars per month and get exclusive podcasts, early access podcasts, random prize draws, contests, newsletters, and more. Visit patreon.com slash tumblingsaber and become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. Welcome to episode 127 of the Tumbling Saber podcast. My name's Kyle. My name's Corey. My name's Michelle. And I'm Carlos. Carlos with a Z. Yes. <laughs> yeah. like Guys, we made it. We are in the week for Solo. How does it feel? It's going to be a humdinger of a week, baby. <laughs> this, is, this is where we see... This is gut check time. This is the week that feels like it's going to be an absolute eternity. This is the week I dread. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's... I just... I was going to say, I just don't want to have, like, uh, that anxiety, you know? Like, it scares me, man. Sometimes I think about it too much, and then, you know, it's like... <laughs> How eloquent. Holy cow. Well, never <laughs> happened. I've told the story so many times, but, like, you know, when we went to go see The Force Awakens there, I was, like, in the... In the theater, like, oh my god, I think I'm having a heart attack for real, man. <laughs> like, shit. <laughs> well, hang in there for two days, Corey. As this podcast drops, two days until Solo drops, and I'm I'm super excited. Everybody's excited. You you need to check your pulse if you're not excited at this point. Man, oh man. But uh, listen, we're we're not going to beat around the bush this week. We are just going to dive right into the show. Um, we're gonna we're gonna like plow right into the collecting update. What do you got this week? Anybody got anything? Absolutely nothing. I got nothing. Carlos has nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Michelle, did you happen to pick up any new Funkos this week? No, nothing for me. I was too busy at Taylor Swift two nights this weekend, so that was where I was spending money. Oh, dear. I tried. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know Taylor support uh, Taylor Swift needs needs your financial support, so I'm glad so, that <laughs> me, <laughs> right? Obviously, like, <laughs> but yeah, no, I was just like too busy in like the Rose Bowl, just in different land for two days, so I didn't really buy anything all weekend. Is that in Pasadena? So, yeah, it is in Pasadena. It's where they have like the big football games and stuff. It's where uh, Bill Burr gets toasted at the Rose Bowl. Yep. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah it's crazy They're, they hold like sixty thousand people so like even just getting out after the concert was done was like kind of insane so like i didn't really have time like most of my day was like getting there being there and then trying to get back so there really wasn't time for me to do anything else <laughs> yeah, um, I, I find when i go to these venues now i, I park super far away like you know, half a mile away, just so that when it's mm-hmm. over, I can I don't mind walking because I I can't stand right. just sitting in my car waiting to get get out of a uh, parking lot with oh, yeah. only so many exits. It just drives me yeah. nuts, especially when this it's one, like midnight and you're just so tired. Oh yeah, this one only had one exit. Like they were pushing people in on one road, and they had blocked off all the side streets. So it was like sixty thousand people's worth of like Ubers and like 
cars and things and it was just like a gridlock it was crazy so yeah the first night we like walked all the way down to the freeway to get a lift over there so that it wasn't as crowded because the shuttle line was insane but yeah it was crazy I I get really exhausted and I always tell myself like that was fantastic but I don't want to do that again because it's just a long time to wait absolutely Corey anything to add this week yeah, uh, I finally picked myself up that uh, Ian Malcolm Funko Pop. Ooh. Yeah, it's like the epitome of Gold Bloom, man. Like, I love that one. I just had to get it. Like, it's kind of a bit of a loophole because, like, every time I I look at that pop, I also always imagine like that guy, that character he played in that sketch from Saturday Night Live, in the Canteen Boy sketch. Just like, <laughs> I want that Canteen. <laughs> like, it's so it's so good. It's funny. I don't remember Ian Malcolm in in Star Wars. Nah. Collecting update, you know, loophole. It's Gold Bloom. Don't come on. But I, 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 I want to tell you. I want to tell you guys this. This was the best, man. Like, I, I've been watching the original trilogy with my son recently. Like, and luckily, like we've been watching. I think almost every weekend the past like uh, month. So we're we're finally on Return of the Jedi, and uh, we're watching it last night, and we're all cuddled up on the couch, and you know he sees Yoda, and he's just like, like, what's wrong with Yoda? <laughs> like totally doesn't get that he's like old and sick and then he right away is he gonna die i'm like just watch watch <laughs> anyway yeah he bawled his eyes out oh come on yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever it was all good you understood by the end yeah, as long as you see the ghost pop up you're like oh who cares <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> no one's ever really see, gone there he is exactly uh, i did add a couple things it seems like we're slowly starting to get some solo stuff on the pegs the three and three quarter stuff has made it its its appearance, except uh, for the the range trooper, which is the one thing I really really want and can't seem to find anywhere. I hit four WalMarts and two Toys R Us today, and came up empty in all four places or all six places, uh, and in EB Games. Hit it, hit one of those as well. Uh, absolutely nothing. Uh, but I did find earlier in the week uh, Kira and Chewie, so I grabbed those, and I did pick up. Uh, Poe in his uh, ski speeder from the three and three quarter Ooh. line. That is now being that. heavily discounted. I got I picked it up for thirty bucks. <gasps> what? Yeah. I need to get one of those. It's, and it's already been appropriated by my son. He's he's taken off with it. He's asleep and he's got it in bed with him. So. Oh. Goodbye, ski speeder. That's done with. But yeah, it was pathetic, man. It's I haven't I have yet to see a black series figure for the solo line. Not a single one. Um, the the vintage collection I, I'm starting to find in a, in a lot of places, but it's they're all banged up. It's crazy. It's like people are intentionally going to these stores and mangling the packages. Ugh. It's so strange. Like everything, like all the three and three quarter stuff, the packages are are fine, but the vintage line stuff, they seem to be taking a lot of needless damage. And I wonder if it's people intentionally just warping them in store so that you know the ones that they've bought when they brought home they keep those ones nice and perfectly mint that uh theirs are more coveted i don't know i got my tinfoil hat on what do you want from me all right that's it for the collecting update i'm not happy <laughs> yeah i have to agree with you because i'm out and about as well not necessarily like i can afford any of this stuff anymore but uh yeah i haven't seen i haven't seen a thing i think i saw the new uh it was like Old man Luke basically in solo packaging. I was like, yay. 
Actually, you know what? The second Toys R Us I hit today is still so jam-packed with Rogue One stuff. It boggled my mind. Absolutely boggled my mind. I counted uh, roughly 40, three and three quarters, and the same number of Black Series. It's staggering the amount of, of Death Troopers I see on packaging at this Toys R Us. I cannot believe it. Like I don't know what's going on if they just bought way too much. It's I, I, my I, my mind was blown, as you can tell, because I can't get the words out. All right, there's the collecting update for the week. Rather unimpressive one. We had a cool announcement this week uh, that uh, surprised a few people. Celebration announced for Chicago in April 2019 at McCormick Place from April 11th to 15th, and tickets are scheduled to go on sale June 5th at noon Central Central Standard Time at StarWarsCelebration.com. I assume we're all going to be there, right? Nope. I think I might go. You're going to do it? Yeah, I think I'm going to go. I've been planning like to go for like a few months now with um, like a bunch of my friends, like Eve from Unmistakably Star Wars and like a few of my friends and also Elaine. Um, we're all going to kind of, uh, we've been planning for the past like couple months about like sharing an Airbnb and like, uh, one of our girlfriends is like is doing our budget like in Excel Express wait Excel spreadsheets, so we like know how much everything is going to cost and um, yeah I'm gonna I'm hope I'm hope that I can go like I have like I've been saving for it like for the past couple months, um, but I just hope that I can work it out in my schedule because like April is also like a little complicated for me because it's usually when I'm busiest for work because it's convention season and. Like I have to work those, so I don't. I I hope I can go. Um, I'm gonna buy the tickets anyway, and then see what happens. And then if my <laughs> schedule won't allow it, then I'll sell them. But um, the plan is to go. For sure. It's always a good idea to get the tickets because you can, yeah. can always resell them. Always. Exactly, and then it's better that I get them and then I can resell them later instead of like not buying them and then like trying to scrounge for one and it's like super marked up and stuff. So I'd rather exactly. just get it and be safe. So I think I'm going to do that and then just see, hope for the best, I guess, in terms of my schedule. Well, you can always yeah. just quit your job. You know. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm lucky because like, well, I don't, I don't have like a, a really like regular nine to five job. It's just like I do social media for authors and things as well. So that's usually like when I'm busy doing that. So it's just kind of like, I don't know. It's just complicated. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm glad it's, it, you, there, there might there <laughs> might be some tumbling saber representation at uh, yeah at celebration. I know that um, I was talking with a bunch of the Commonwealth people, and we're all trying to plan, you know, if we can all get get together and meet up and stuff. So that would be fun. That would uh, so be. When I, <clears throat> when I heard the news, I was I was super like excited to hear like where they announced it to, like Chicago. It's relatively, I mean geographically speaking it's not all that far from us i guess it's like maybe like a 13 14 hour ride but i don't know i I just know realistically like it's probably not there's like a five percent chance i'm gonna get a chance to go and even that i think is being a a little optimistic so i was kind of bummed and a little jealous to be honest like i won't lie but at the same time i'm really happy for everyone that gets to go like it's gonna be so fun for everybody and just always looking online afterward like you see everyone's already like making their preparations like you said and 
you know, hearing about that week as well. Anyway, yeah. whatever. I, I hope I get a chance to go, but I, I highly doubt it. We're, we're a bunch of losers over here. <laughs> so Speak the, for yourself, buddy. The news will be breaking. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the news will be breaking like in relative real time to where you guys are. So it's not like you'll be delayed in getting your information either. I actually quite enjoyed watching uh, the live streams from YouTube. It was, uh, it's, you get to see so much and you don't have to wait in lines and you don't have to sit on the floor like a, right. like a, like a, like a teenager or 20 year old. <laughs> I'm a grown ass man. Don't expect me to wait in line or sit on the floor. Like, no, yeah. that's, that's not going to happen. Yeah, for like for me, the as as much as I'd love to be at one of these events for for so many reasons, they don't need to be explained. Like the idea of waiting up all night to get into a panel, like that does not yeah, entice me in the least. <laughs> that does not make me go, oh, I can't wait to not sleep at all. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's 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 I'm past that. <laughs> I'm just way past that. Oh. I, I can't I can't swing that. Espe- you know, especially if you're. Yeah, like you're spending so much money to go to this event, and you're gonna feel like garbage. Like you pull that that kind of move at at you know late thirties and your forties, you're toast, man. It's over. You can't recover from that in a couple of days. And then you you leave these venues, and what do you get two days after for your troubles? Con crud. Con crud. That's oh. what you get. So, um, yeah, I I I will sorely miss not being there. I leave myself like a 1% chance, but yeah, I, I will. There's a lot of things I won't miss. And like Carlos said, you can watch from YouTube and it, uh, yeah, it's, 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 I remember watching Celebration uh, Orlando from YouTube and catching a lot of stuff. It was, it was really quite all right. I was okay with that. And, um, you know, all this, all this to say, like, this is me just trying to console myself about the whole thing, because if I had the money, I'd damn sure be there. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I remember us rationalizing it last year and saying the same thing, you know, like, oh, like it was so good to watch. Like we like everything like going live online and people at the convention were having a hard time because the Wi-Fi was being so strained or something. We're like, so we're like trying to spin it and like rationalize it. But I yeah. think what, it, what it boiled down to was that for me, the, the, for me, <laughs> the main, the main thing would be just meeting up with everybody. I think that's like the, the main thing that would boil down to you know like just saying hi and like face to face and like just oh, chilling sure. with the commonwealth for sure like the, the biggest deal for me would be to meet all of our podcasting pals and, and that's that, of course that includes our commonwealth pals but everybody else outside of that as well like yeah true there's, everybody there's, we interact with it's like dude i would love to do that yeah i'm most hang out and that's like kind of the most the thing I'm most looking forward to is just like being able to hang out with everyone finally and like in person yeah that's, that's got to be the best part yeah I feel like that's the best part with anything in like these big like groups that you're going to like getting to all go together and then like be able to do things together because you don't really get to see each other for an on a normal basis and to have an event or like a situation where you get to see each other because of what we do, it would be like really cool to do that. So I'm most looking forward to that. And exclusive personally. toys too. <laughs> yeah, that's always awesome too. <laughs> oh yeah, somebody in in our group is going to snag me one of those one of those uh, 
like celebration exclusives. That's that's a oh, done yeah. deal. If I go, I'm totally down to like snag stuff for you guys. Shocker, Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no shame. Yes, you do. Yeah, I do. But you know, to be <laughs> honest though, like I I would all like, if I'm gonna go to an event and I'm gonna travel there and pay for a hotel and all this stuff, like I want to enjoy the event and I'm not saying I would not enjoy myself at, at celebration. I probably would have the time of my life despite the fatigue and whatever else comes with that. But I'd, I'd love to go to an event like Steve's, uh, Steve Kirk's Intergalacticon and just be, be sure mm. that I'm going to be able to take part in whatever it is I want to take part in. And it's not going to be some gladiatorial event where I need to line up. If I, you know, if I want to see a panel on a Saturday morning at 10 a.m., you got to line up 6 p.m. the night before. Like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to make, waste my time when, you know, this, this, this is your vacation time, right? You're booking a week off or whatever it is, five days off. This is part of your vacation. I don't want to spend it on a concrete floor. So I, I would much rather go to a, a smaller event where I know that I'll be able to, to take part in anything. Or if you're going to spring it, you spring for the VIP tickets and uh, F the lines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Anyway, that's it. I, I, I'm looking forward to Celebration. It, it, it means... Obviously, lots of announcements coming and lots of uh, sneak peeks at what's already in the oven, which I can't wait to see. And that, that's, Man, that's, le- that's less than a year away already. I'm surprised with the venue as well. I just want to say that, like, Chai Town, that's, it's, it's different, man. Like, good food, good eats and all that. Like, I think it's really interesting they chose at that time of year as well. Uh, like, I think everyone was expecting it... West Coast, more or less, from what I gathered. Yeah, everybody expected Anaheim because of the Disney thing, the Galaxy's Edge thing, that they would want to like slap those two events together and, and, and double up. But um, McCormick Place is the biggest, I, I think it's the biggest conference center, convention center in North America. I heard that too. Like 100,000 people can get in there or something. Like that's that's a lot wow. of people with stuff in there. So if you, if you like people, this <laughs> this will be the place for you. That's scary. Yeah. I, I, li- I like YouTube. <laughs> I like YouTube, too. <laughs> are, are, are we talking yet of this, Michelle? Huh? Are, are we I don't talking know, yet, Michelle? man. It's scary. I, I was just in a crowd of 60,000 people, and, like, trying to get out of that, like, stadium was, like, it was giving me anxiety. And I don't do well in, like, very enormous crowds. And I went to WonderCon earlier this year, and it was, like, pretty okay with it. But, like, also there were times when I would get, like, a little anxious and think that I would get smushed to death. So, um, yeah, that does give me a little anxiety that that, that many people can fit in there. <laughs> well, we'll see how many people actually go. Because, remember, there's a lot of people boycotting Star Wars from now on. So right. maybe it won't be so so successful. <laughs> Imagine, yeah. imagine they, that that crew buys a whole bunch of tickets to this event and just starts causing shit. <laughs> nice boycott. You're putting the money right into the place you say you're you're boycotting. Like, I wouldn't put it back. I wouldn't put it past these people. They're not very bright. All right, <laughs> enough about that. Um, let's start. Let's talk about solo guys. It's, this is our week to really let loose about solo this is our last podcast in a pre-solo world so we got we got a few questions to uh 
to get through before we we jump into some uh, listener questions. But let's let's talk about our final thoughts here for Solo. So Carlos, uh, what on a scale of one to ten, your current excitement level for this movie? Nine point seven eight six. Okay, that's that's pretty that's pretty precise. Yeah, <laughs> I knew exactly you, you were going to ask me that, and I had been thinking about it all day. And it's incrementally like by the, the thousandth decimal point, it's incrementally uh, getting higher as we get closer. Uh, so I think uh, by the time Wednesday comes around, I might have uh, an epic uh, panic attack. Um, yeah. Or And I'm hoping that uh, the, the theater that we go to doesn't lose power like it did on Saturday. Uh, when I went, I was, yeah, that was, uh, it, it, it worked out in the end because they ref- they didn't refund my tickets. They actually gave me vouchers for any show, uh, any, like, any theater, AVX or 3D or... So I, I pretty much got an upgrade, but I, I started panicking, thinking that what if this happens on Thursday? What if this happens on Thursday? It's not going to happen on Thursday. Shut up. It could happen on Thursday. And then uh, I was like, oh, no, well, I have to I have to buy my ticket for Friday because I'm, I'm going Friday afternoon again. Like, there's no way I'm <laughs> like, I need to watch it close together. Now, so, how does 9.786 or whatever it was, how does that rate? Eight, seven, to... It's it's eight, seven now. It just it went up a little. OK, we, all right. <laughs> Yeah, how is that compared <laughs> to your excitement for the the previous films? Oh well, uh, I was super stoked for the Last Jedi, um, and uh, less so for Rogue One. So, at this point, before Last Jedi, uh, I think I was having like like trembles, and just like why why can't I watch it now? Like I was I was doing that stuff. It was it was pretty tough, and I had to like, um, I had to go dark for a few days because I, I couldn't take it anymore. It it was I think that one was that was already pretty close to ten at that point. Fair enough, Michelle. Yeah, so this was a little bit less, but it's I think it has a lot to do with the, the summer. You know the the fact that it's like a summer blockbuster, and I, I'm expecting it to be more fun than transcendent. So yeah. I think so. I agree with that. Michelle, how's your excitement doing right now? I'm really, really, really excited. I'm going on Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I like basically every day, like count how many more days and how many more hours until I get to see it. And I'm really excited. I want to see it like now. We're going to be seeing it at the same time then. Like Yeah. Three hours behind us. We're seeing it at 10 p.m. So we'll be in the theater at the exact same time. Oh, yeah. Same oh time. God. What? Yeah, I'm so oh excited. My... It's like soulmates. <laughs> I know, right? We're all gonna watch it at the same time. That's so exciting. I, I I'm watching it at like one of those um, dine-in theaters. So it's like an AMC dine-in, and I don't know if you guys have those, but like they have the the Barca lounge or like Lazy Boy chairs, and then they like bring they have tables and like these waiter people like can bring you food and drinks and stuff. It's like so cool. We do um, not have those. <laughs> they have it like right by. There's a couple places like by my house that do it, and then they do it the Universal Studios like movie theater too. But that's really far, so I'm just gonna go because um, I mentor earlier that day. So we're gonna go to the one like down the street from my old apartment, and uh, it's really cool. Only 21 and over, I think that that specific one is a movie theater. 
So because of, of the booze. Yeah. So you get carded when you get in. Um, so it's kind of nice because like there's another movie theater like a- across from this movie theater down the block. And that one's like a family movie theater and like there's no alcohol there. So like I remember I watched the last, uh, not The Last Jedi, The Force Awakens at that theater. And it was like kind of insane. Um, but the 21 and over place is really nice because it's like super quiet. So I like it. Not like quiet. Mm, yeah, kind of quiet. So you're about a 9 on 10? 10 on 10? <laughs> I think like per day, it's not it's not like a thousandth of excitement. It's like per day, it's like point twenty. It's like a fourth, 20, 0.25%. Wait, point, point 0.25 excitement. Ups, ups per day. I don't know. I can't speak today. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's a 9.5 something. It'll keep growing. It'll, it'll become a 10 like the entire day of Thursday and like starting with Wednesday night. And then I'll be like, it's like when you, when you're going, when you're, it's like the first day of school or like, you know, you're going to Disneyland and the night before, like you can't sleep because you're so excited. Like, I don't expect to sleep Wednesday night. Like, I think I'm going to be so excited that I can't sleep and I'm going to be like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Like seven o'clock PM. Like it's, just I this when I wake up in the morning I'll be watching solo today like that kind of excitement level I think it'll just gradually happen in a few days yeah some of that sounds familiar Corey, yeah what about you yeah I'd say I'm, I'm a solid uh, like a solid nine on ten like Carlos had touched on like the whole summer thing that's been different I've been yearning for that for many years so it's nice to come around to that back to that in comparison to Rogue One I don't know like uh like having done the podcast, like Rogue One was the first standalone. So that was really interesting. And I mean, this is solo. So that's really interesting. It's two totally different things. But yeah, like both of them said as well, like the closer we get to the date, the the more and more anxious I'm getting and the more my excitement level grows. And like Michelle said as well, like I think Wednesday, it's it's always like you had said this before as well, Kyle, like you wake up that day and it's like almost, almost like, it's almost like Christmas morning. Like you'd wake up first thought solo is tonight. Like you get to see it. This, today's the day, man. You know, like so have a hard time sleeping so as the week progresses yeah man like it's gonna be on my mind like it's been just more steadily now yeah yeah i mean keeping everything relative like Corey, you alluded to i i'm more excited for this movie than i was for rogue one but i at this point i'm it's a little bit less i was a little bit less i'm a little bit less stoked today uh, than i was at this point for both tfa and the last jedi like saga movies still are where it's at for me there's just so much more riding on those films. And this one I feel like I can just go into and I, I, I guess leave some expectations at the door. And just in, I, know that, I know that I can just enjoy this. Whereas with the other two movies or the, the saga movies that I, I know that these are things that sort of uh, define the galaxy, so to speak. Don't bury the lead, man. <laughs> show notes, show notes. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah seriously alright so uh, who are you most looking forward to seeing I'll kick this one over to uh, Michelle first in this whole movie um, who, you, who do you want to see the most I'm most looking forward to that's like it's kind of a hard question but probably because I am always a lover of droids so I'm kind of interested to see L3 because I feel like all of the stuff that I've been hearing about sounds really cool. And they were talking about how Phoebe is really brilliant and funny. And so 
I'm really excited to see like that her interpretation of a droid just because I like when to see like how they're all different and I don't know I have like a high expectation because I loved K2 so much and a lot of people are saying that like the level of people liking the character is going to be similar to that yeah she's I think she's going to bring the K2 element really also equally excited to see yeah and um I think that could be interesting and then I'm also kind of excited to see Kira because it's kind of like a little mysterious like and she knows Han in terms of like she grew up with him so she knows a different Han than we know so to be able to see Han filter through her eyes in the film will kind of be interesting to see um what Han, like who Han is through the perspective of someone who's known him for his whole life so Good I think call. that'll be a really interesting way to kind of get to relate to Han in a different way than we've known him thus far so I'm well, really sir. excited to see that too yeah she's gonna 100%. help us see right through him yeah right? yeah exactly like we'll be able to kind of yeah she's the one person who's gonna call him out on his bs and like you know, when he's going to try to, like, when he's, like, trying to, like, be, mis- like, you know, like, I'm cool and whatever. She's going to be like, no, you're call- you're acting like an idiot or whatever. I kind of feel like they're going to have that kind of banter and relationship where, like, she's not going to take any of his crap. So I think that will be kind of interesting to see. Yeah, we see that moment a little bit in one of the, I think, possibly even the first teaser where. Yeah. Uh, she, she says, I'm the only, only person who knows who you are. And he goes, oh, yeah, who's that? And he's got this smirk on his face like he's trying to front. But then he, he's yeah. like gulp. He, yeah, he swallows hard. <laughs> like, don't out me, please, please, don't, don't. Yeah, exactly. Don't embarrass like, me in front of my new friends. Of, she has a lot of power in that relationship, and to see that in a female character is really interesting as well. Indeed, yeah, that's it's sort of a, a, a table flipping in terms, yeah, of, at least for Han anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll kind of it, it will see like the early like kind of instances of like how he used to banter with Leia like from how we know and how they kind of have this like back and forth we'll be able to see that but in a different way and like to see how different that relationship is but also to see like you know we'll be able to expect like in the future when we meet Han like oh like this kind of this is the shadow of like that relationship is kind of built him into the person he is when we first meet him when we first met him in a new hope which will also be kind of interesting yep yep i like that uh cory yeah i mean to be honest i can't really say that much different from michelle like i'm totally you know me and my droids my robots uh, i like the fact that l3 seems to be you know female like she's played by a female um, seems to be well, like a female droid, like she's got the voice, you know, like I don't know <laughs> if there's really like distinction between droids, but clearly she has like. Anyway, yeah, whatever. I, read this, I read this article that first it was announced that she was going to be a female droid and then a different article said that she was a male droid and then a different place was like, no, it's not confirmed. So like, I guess we don't know really technically we can go off of the fact that the actor is a female but yeah exactly and yeah. i love that and i love like you had said again michelle like it really does look like they're playing off the whole k th- k2 thing like that was a big success uh, i love the concept of what kind of droid she is you know like she's a cobbled together like with astromech parts like you could see her chest plates like an astromech her head almost looks like, like a former astromech thing like i i love the concept of it and I, I'm, I'm totally looking forward to her now what you had said about kira i, I I'm totally on the same page with you as that as well. Like when I first wrote down my list, like 
she was kind of like more toward the bottom because I was like, man, this, she can be predictable and whatever. But then the more I, I thought about it, I was like, like you had said, like their relationship together, it's really going to paint Han in a whole new light. So when you see him later on in life, you're going to see more why he is the way he is, which is super interesting. Like, uh, I also want to see that moment where she kind of like tears his heart out of his chest, you know, like Ralph Wiggum, freeze frame it. And right there. But uh, yeah, those two and Beckett as well. He's pretty high up there. Like, I want to see if he's going to really backstab Han or if he does and he comes back. Does he have that like Corso moment from Titan A.E. where, you know, he's the bad guy and then says, no, I can't do this to the kid. Or is he good the whole way through? I don't know. I'm still I've managed to remain like spoiler free. So, yeah, this is I think this is the cleanest I've been. I mean, I was pretty spoiler-free for uh, for The Last Jedi, but I think I'm even more spoiler-free for this movie. Um, I I think I am... Well, obviously, I am I am super excited to see more of my boy, Chewie. And I, I think he's going to have oh. a huge, huge piece in this movie. So I'm lo- really looking forward to that. And, uh, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to seeing all these new iterations of old characters and new iterations of new characters i can't wait even the falcon the falcon's a character in itself i can't wait to see that ship minty fresh and and doing all kinds of stuff that we've never seen it do before the cape closet yeah who doesn't want to see the cape closet that's pretty solid that's gonna be so cool i want to see the cape closet so bad i saw like a little preview on youtube of like donald glover giving like a little tiny tour of the of his falcon and um, like he showed a little bit of the cape closet, and I was like, "Oh, I want to see more of that. It's so cool." Yeah, they showed that on uh, before I watched Infinity War in the theater. I was like, "Sweet." Oh yeah, that's when I watched. That's how I got it. Yeah, that's where I saw it too. It looks so cool. Or how about Emphy's Nest? Like, I don't want to not touch on her either, man. Like, gotta you gotta give props to a mask character. Like, oh yeah. Hopefully that mask comes off at one point. <gasps> All right, so let's let's jump onto this question then. Uh, let's let's take. The, I'm going to give you a list of characters, and you put them in order. In uh, put them put them in the order of how excited you are to see them. So we'll go with Kira, L three three seven, Val, Beckett, and Enfys Nest. So who Corey? You want this one first? Yeah, I'll, I'll run it down for you quick. I got L three is number one, Kira number two, Beckett number three. And it's such a hard draw between four and five are tied for me. Like, honestly, like, I want to see Val. I love Thandie Newton. She's so badass, uh, which she's going to bring to this role. She looks so perfect in it. And again, Emphy's Nest, mask character. Got to give props to that as well. Cloud Rider, too. So, yeah, that's where it's at. Yeah, there's, 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 no, there's no wrong version of this list. Uh, Carlos. Yeah, so for me... Um... As a huge fan of of Woody Harrelson, uh, I'm, Wrong. I'm, m- most lo- <laughs> I'm most excited to see Beckett, uh, then Kira, Enfys Nest, L3, and then Val. That's my list. And I'm sticking, sticking to it. To it. <laughs> unlike, <laughs> un- unlike somebody else who probably changes mind 25 times. Ask him the same question in about six minutes, Kyle. I, I just made you that. After we after we see the movie. Well, that's what I'm most excited about as well, you know, like 
all these predictions beforehand, you might come out of the movie and be like, man, that guy sucked. Like, yeah, I don't care though. It's, it's only Star Wars, man. Like, <laughs> it won't really change my life. You know, I'm really looking forward <laughs> to seeing uh, Vanessa and Mary. Holy cow. Uh, still still on Tinder? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Keep uh, on swiping, Carlos. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, Michelle, th- um, throw those characters in order. My list is uh, L3, Kira, and then Val, Beckett, and then Emphis Nest. But it's hard. I don't know. I just love Tandy Newton. And I also love Woody Harrelson. But for me, like, I just kind of am intrigued by, like, a female POC, like, diverse diverse character who's, like, a badass, like, explosive explosives expert. Like, I don't know. That's really cool. And I want to watch. I want to see, like, what her role is. Um, yeah. Woody, I'm, I love Woody Harrelson. And Beckett seems really cool. But I kind of, like, feel like, Val's a little bit more mysterious in that, like, I have no kind of reference for, like, what kind of character she might end up really being. Like, yeah, um, she seems like the, the strong, silent type, almost. Like, you just yeah. know not to mess with her. Like, she's that badass. Like, when she exactly. gives you that look, you're just like, eh. Yeah, totally. And I feel like with Beckett, I, I, can, I have a little bit more of, like, an expected storyline. Like, I don't know everything specifically, but I can kind of, like, guess... him but i'm like marginally more excited to see val just because i have no like reference point for like what kind of cool character she might end up being like a like you know you said like a she seems like a strong silent type but i would really like to kind of see her character development it's just really intriguing to me yeah my list looks a lot like yours uh l3 tops my list followed by val uh then kira just be like we talked about before, just because she'll give us, uh, she'll, she'll make Han a little more transparent to us. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Beckett, because like you just said, Michelle, he's, I feel like we've, at some point we will say, oh, this character is very much like whatever character, Corey, you mentioned, um, what's his face from Titan AE? AE? Corso. Corso, yeah. He, he could be that type Played of character. Played by Bill Pullman. Yeah, Lone Star. Um yeah, I feel like we've seen that archetype of of character before in Beckett, and of course we all love Woody. But yeah, I, he's he's down the list, and followed by Enfys Nest. Mass villains are cool. Uh, we'll see what kind of longevity this one has, and what kind of impression she makes. Maybe maybe she'll surprise us and jump way up to a, you know one of the pleasant surprises of this movie. That's that's kind of what I'm hoping for. I want to be surprised. But as for Val, you know. For, for Tandy Newton, like the first time I saw her on screen was in Mission Impossible 2, which is, geez, that's 2002, I think. So she's obviously much younger then than she is now. But for the type of character she was in that film versus what she appears to be in this film, that is opposite ends of the spectrum. And like she's fantastic. So I can't wait to see what she brings to this role. It's going to be super, super cool. It's almost, it's almost, maybe she's going to be like the Pam Greer of this group. Uh, that's cool. That would be fun. If she's just no nonsense, you know, uh, smart Alec and would shoot you in the face if you looked at her sideways, you know? Yeah, that's totally the way I see her. You know, like she's, she rides with Beckett. I think they seem to be like, kind of like, I don't know if they're together in a ship, but, uh, 
you know, it seems like they have some kind of partnership anyhow. So, yeah. but yeah, she just, like you said, Kyle, like, uh, just that look she gives, like always kind of polishing her gun in a way, you know, like. Yeah, like, don't don't look at me. Yeah, don't give me any stink eye or otherwise uh, I'll, I'll go from polishing this thing to shooting this thing at you. All right, so what do you hope to not see, Michelle, in this movie? Um, well, I hope to not see C-3PO and R2 because <laughs> I just, I don't want to see that. Like, I, it just, it doesn't make sense to the story. Like, I love them. Like, I'm a droid lover, so R2 is my life. But... Yeah, they don't fit. There's no, there, there really is no way to fit them in. Well, you, you know what, Michelle? I, exactly. I think you had brought it. Like, I, I think just... you had... Sorry, go on. Oh, no. Please go. All right. Well, I think you, you had mentioned it last week in the sense that there, I think Lucasfilm's kind of pulling a bit of a loophole here um, in that uh, uh, Anthony Daniels, like, he he's he's got a role in this, right? So... Like, it kind of tells me right yeah. away that he's not going to play 3PO either. Yeah, he's not. So, yeah, I just, I, I don't want them in it. Like, even if it's just there, like, in the background. Like, I just, I think it's just unnecessary. And it doesn't serve the story. And I, um, I also uh, feel like, in terms of, like, I think it's something we thought, we talked before about, like, the Easter eggs and stuff about like having things in there but only like to serve the story so I don't know I feel like there are moments to for us like for example like where things are specifically um like iconic to us I just don't think like we need to see certain items like the first time he like wears his vest or like something like that like I just I think we can just like bypass all of those like big iconic like item numbers because it's an origin story but like it's not an origin story for the things associated with him i don't know because like to the character they're just things they're using or wearing or like approaching for the first time yeah so, i don't i, I like just i don't there. you know what i mean like i don't feel like it needs to be this like moment where it's like ah, and like all these like shiny moments and like there's music in the background and it's like you know when you when Harry Potter like matches with his wand for the first time and it's like, woo, like I don't need that. Like I just want to get to the story and like, I want it to just kind of be uh, like, not just like this huge, like fan service festival. I just, I wanted to have like meaning and story. And I feel like that is a better service to us as fans than like to give us things that they think we want, like fan service. Like this is the first time he, you know, grabbed this, the golden dice or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's... I think a perfect yeah. example of that is, like, I think a lot of people would have loved to have seen Han get the DL-44 in like this big grandiose, like, ooh, mm -hmm. look at that. Like seeing your favorite engagement ring under the counter. Like, yeah, wow. And he, you see his, like his eyes get big, like, like dinner plates and he's drooling over it. But instead we see it in the trailer and like Beckett just throws it at him. Here you go, kid. Here's a blaster perfect yeah, exactly. move and, and just keep moving on we don't need to drag that moment out yeah so exactly I, i'm with you there carlos uh for me what i really don't want to see i don't want to see han smooching in the broom closet i'm gonna get so upset <laughs> if that's what happens no uh, you're not I, oh my god i will <laughs> I, i'll walk out i will walk out of the theater 
and uh, I will boycott all the the next all the other showings, and I will pick it in front of the showings because that's that's insulting to Leia. Okay. <laughs> that's no, I, I that's disrespectful. And if they do that, I'm done with Disney Star Wars. Now, are you saying this with a straight face? I'm trying as much as possible. You're, no, it's, it's not. Hard. It's not working. It's not working. Yeah. So what I really don't want to see, uh, I have, a, I have a feeling that we're gonna see uh, some, uh, some crowd uh, pleaser or what? What are we? What do we call those things? Fan service. Fan service. Fan, yeah, fan service. Like we'll probably get like some bucket head droid that everybody will love, uh, but I don't. <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm worried about I'm worried about that. That's that's what I'm worried about. You you worried about? You, that, are you are you really like C3PO is giving you anxiety? No, not C3PO. I'm like they're they're done with C3PO. Like I, I just don't want to see Chopper roll by. Oh, okay. Well, he's not going to be there either. No way. Well, I hope not. Yeah, I agree there's, with you there. There's enough trash on TV. We don't need we don't need to see. <laughs> we don't need to see Chopper. Corey, don't take the bait. Don't do it. Not, I could see it. I saw it coming a mile away. <laughs> Smell no, that honest, No, no, I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm just honestly just trying to push Corey's buttons. I, I, I there's not much that I don't want to see. I just don't want anything cheesy. That's it. Just keep the cheese to a minimum. And I think that's why Lord and Miller were replaced. Uh, that's why they brought in Ron Howard uh, to, uh, you know, cut the cheese. <laughs> 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 I'll let myself out. Wow. <laughs> all right, then. Uh, have we all t- kicked this can around? Do we Have we all had our say? I'm going to take my, my chomp at the bit here. Um, yeah, I'm on the same page as you guys. Like, pretty much, uh, like, I want there to be a little bit of cheese. You know what I mean? I just want it to be too stinky. Like, they're walking a really fine line. I do want to see a few things maybe here and there. I don't want them to go too far out of the way to do it, like you guys had said, but I'd, I'd like those moments kind of where you're like, hey, check that out, you know? But I don't want them to go too far with it either, you know? I don't want it to be a major thing in this film, which I don't think it will be, but one or two I'm totally okay with. And, like, that whole Lord of Miller thing as well. Like, early reports had Han kind of being like a space Ventura, which I'm not really... I'm not about that, you know? Like... Yes, okay, Han's a bit of a goofball, and there's a bit of levity in that. But, I mean, he's still badass, too, man. Like, he's still, like, pretty talented and pretty ballsy. Like, like I want to see – I don't want to see him coming off as as a super uber goofball, you know? Like, I want to see him – the cool factor, too, you know? Oh, okay, so you don't want to see uh, Return of the Jedi. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Ah, even in Return of the Jedi, whatever. He has his moments. I mean, he's he's a I guess he's a he was a cool guy in the group, but he's always been a bit of a phony. But he's still pretty good at the same time. Like he's a damn good pilot. Like, oh yeah, he's that, talented. That's, that's never been a question. He's always he's always been a good pilot. Yeah, he's a crack shot. Like, um, well, he's I, lucky. <laughs> I'm with you guys in that. I don't want any of this overt hammy fan service either. Like. It's I mean, given all that. It is Star Wars. We're gonna get something cheesy. That's... No Vader. Yeah, that, that was my big one. No Vader. No oh Vader. yeah, no Vader. Like I didn't even say that because I, I thought that was just a given that like I didn't want that because <laughs> we talked about it. But 
Yeah, I just I feel like it detracts from the story. Like it it'll distract our eyes because then we'll just like be too focused on that, and the point that's not the point of this specific story. Like Disney's so stupid. Like why don't they just do it? Like just give us like uh, a Star Wars story like about Vader. They should just give us the young Darth Vader movie. Why don't they just give us yeah like (laughs) seriously? Just so stupid. stupid. Jesus, they should, give, they should give us a whole trilogy about young Darth Vader. Well, maybe that's what one of the other trilogies are. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, you know what? I There's one thing I really don't want to see, and I've lost my train of thought, so maybe I'll come back to it. Um, let's, let's move on to the last bit here. Will everyone other than Han, Lando, and Chewie die? Hmm. Eventually. I think so. At <laughs> some point in time. In this movie. Oh, uh, well, there, I mean, yeah. Um, I'll let Corey go first, because he's going to say no. So go ahead, Corey. Yeah, I don't think that's necessarily the case. They don't have to pull a Rogue One here. Um, Like, L3, it's a very big possibility. I think Beckett's done for. Uh, Rio must live. Kira, I can go either way. I can see, you know, she does betray Han. I can see her having to live with that and the guilt and all that and Han knowing, blah, blah, blah. Or I can see her dying and it being his fault and blah, blah, blah. And I think Val can live as well. Like, I don't see any reason why she can't. But again, I can see her going as well. So not necessarily everyone. I don't see that everyone. There's no reason why everyone has to die, in my opinion. Just because we haven't heard from them or about them since. Like, Do you think they will? you think some people will make it out? Yeah. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say Beckett's done for, for sure. And I don't know. I don't know if they'll go the route with with L3, you know, like, yes, K2's death was super sad. I don't know if they want to, like, double up on that. You know what I mean? Uh Want to take away from K2? Can't do that. I don't think L3 is safe. I'll I'll say she lives as well. How about you, Michelle? Um, I'm kind of, like, on that that line, too, where because I, I think that this, I think that the big, like, no spoilers, wink, whole thing is that there's going to end up being, like, you know, a potential for some of the characters to kind of, like, spin off into, like, a second, like, you know, character film or something. Or, like, either either it be, like, a Lando movie or, like, a wink into the Obi-Wan movie or it being, like, a second installment of, a like, another young Han movie. Um, I have a feeling that some of them will kind of come back. So maybe, like... I definitely think that L3 has potential to stick around. Same with Val. Like, I I just kind of feel like as an explosive. Uh, but then she's also, I don't know. I feel like that's a 50-50 because she is an explosive explosives expert. So, like, Dude, she can could. Could you see Hera and Sabine and, and, uh, and Val chilling out? Yeah, I could totally see that. That would be cool. I'd like to see that. <laughs> and how about you, Carlos? Yeah, so for my real answer, um, I don't think everybody uh, bites it, but I think, and can I give a prediction? Uh, It's like, there's no basis of this as being a spoiler or not, but I don't want anybody to be mad at me if, like, it actually happens in the movie. So I'm just warning, like, this this is just, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Speculation? A a speculation prediction. A speculation. Yeah, so... What I think happens uh, is uh, Kira ends up dying. 
And it's because she was playing two sides. And Han found out. And he saved his, his own skin by taking her out. But in a way where she is actually surprised that he does it. And it kind of scars him a little. That's hmm. that's my that's my prediction of what what Kira's character um, be like, is like is gonna bring to, to the to the whole to the whole thing. Like I'm pretty I'm I'm not gonna say I'm pretty sure that's gonna happen, but if that did happen, um, I wouldn't be disappointed. I think it's um, it's a great way uh, to 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 have a female character as opposed to always you know being all good or all you know dark like Phasma. Like you're getting a, a an like an ambiguous character, kind of like with Haldo, but on this side she's actually trying to she's trying to double cross Han, not, like Elsa, not, not, not Elsa from him. the Last Crusade. Yeah, not not to hurt Han specifically, but to get what they're all trying to get for herself. Anyways, I'm on the same page wild. as that too. <laughs> Yeah, I have. I could totally see her playing both sides. Like, I mean, a whole like every single like character interview or wherever you see like people talking about her, they always talk about how she did become involved with like organized crime as a member of a gang, and she, you know, has kind of played both sides. She's very morally gray. Like, I feel like that's interesting and like kind of cool. Um, yeah, but like I drifter. I could see that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, cool. I, so I'm not stupid. That's good. <laughs> I'm I, I'm with you guys. I'm hoping that not everybody dies. Like I think this movie, the the tone of it screams fun romp. Mm-hmm. And so I I think suddenly killing everybody off or one by one killing everybody off, that really undercuts that that tone of the film. So. I think I'm pretty sure I'm pretty comfortable saying that I'm going to like enough of these characters that I'll, I'll want to see them again in some other form, whether it's in comics or an animated series or maybe even another movie. Um, but I, I really strongly prefer that if we see these characters again, that it's further down the timeline and not backstory stuff. Mm-hmm. Like if Val, for example, dies in solo, I'm not, and but she turns out to be really cool. I don't know how gung-ho I'll be to read Val. Like, here's her origin story. Uh, I saw her end. I don't really need to go back and see her start. I I don't. But if you to- show me what's next with her, I'm totally in. So that's, yeah. And But I do agree that uh, Beckett's done. He's toast, for sure. Um, other than that, I, I can't really, I can't, really say for sure that anybody else is going to get it. Maybe Kira will. I, I think one thing we could say about Kira is, you know, when, when they brought back James Bond with Daniel Craig, we kind of saw how Vesper Lind uh, made James Bond really sort of cynical and jaded against women. Uh-huh. And he, how he started just treating them so badly. And I, I, I wonder if Kira is going to be his version of Vesper Lind. That would be so cool. I, I would be into seeing that kind of story. Yeah, that's, that's a good pretty, uh, analogy. Yeah. 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 That's pretty much what I described. Like, without, yeah, exactly. without, thinking, without thinking yeah. of Ava Green, like, spe- like specifically, 
but thank you for putting her in my head. I appreciate that. <laughs> I think I think we're all on the same page in that regard. I think that's really the case in this film. Like, she she's got something going on. That cape. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we see her her look from Corellia, where she's dressed like a, you know a typical teenager, and then we see her further down the timeline where she's dressed as like a boss, with that red cape and with that super kick ass suit. She's gone places. She's become somebody. Whether it's artifice yeah. or whether it's legit, I don't know. It's maybe a bit of both, but it's she's really interesting. The position that she's she holds, boss. It, maybe, I I don't know. I, I think she's playing Dryden Voss for sure. For sure. I think he might have a little crush on Kira, and I think she's she's kind of using that to her advantage. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way I see that. Uh, so my my train of thought never came back to me on what I did, what I do not hope to see. Uh-huh. I can't believe it. It was a it was a good one too. Oh, that makes me mad. You see what you did, Corey? <laughs> okay, well that's 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 that then. I'll have to let that thought drift away. Uh, <laughs> let's grab our break and then we'll come back and we'll uh, we'll talk some more solo. In the binary sunset. Evening, lads and lady. Uh, so, with Solo only a few days away, what are your predictions? What is your one big prediction that you think is going to happen or that we're going to see uh, in the film? I can't get out of my head now what um, Corey said last week about the the little nod to, to a future. Obi-Wan Kenobi um, film and a kind of post-credit scene. So I am jumping on that one. That's what I think is now going to happen. I genuinely think that was a brilliant, brilliant shout. So what other predictions do you guys have? Have a great show. Can't wait to listen. And next week we'll have seen it. All right, guys, I can't be certain... But, you know, without listening to every single episode of the podcast. But the earliest question from ads that I found in our podcast history happened in episode 27. Wow. This is episode wow. 127. That's crazy. Oh, baby. It's this 100 <laughs> episode. Now, I, that's amazing. It's it's pretty incredible what, what ads has been able to do for us week in and week out. And I think there's been a week or two where we didn't have an ads edition only because it was like a review episode where we just weren't doing listener questions. But it's been you know, 100 episodes since we've had our first ads edition, which I think is remarkable. He has he has come through for us time and time again for that's that's two years, guys. That's a milestone. Uh, this guy's the best. I can't like honestly for someone I've never met. Like, I can't say how much I, I care care about this guy, man. Like, he's such a he's such cool beans. Ads is ads is good peeps, man. And you can find ads and James and May on the Green Door podcast, talking Tolkien as they do. Go check them out, and uh, definitely you will enjoy that podcast. But and ads, thank you so much for. Uh, well, let's just call it a hundred amazing ads editions. Hundred. All right, guys, let's let's talk about our pre- our one big prediction for this movie because I think Corey's last week with uh, 
uh, with Kenobi making a, uh, a little cameo, made quite the impression on some people. So let's. I was let's... pretty stoked about that, man. The Obi Aragorn smoking his old Toby in the corner. Are, are you oh resting? <laughs> are you resting your laurels on that one, Corey, or do you have do you have another prediction you want to uh, throw well, at, throw at the wall here? I mean, I really like. I'd like to stick to that one. Laurels, Yanny, whatever. Oh, <laughs> I want to no, loophole this. Stop. Yeah, seriously. I I don't even <laughs> want to talk about it either. Honestly, I don't want to talk about it. So then uh, why not? Why just bring it up then? <laughs> yeah. Because Kyle, really Kyle started with laurels. Uh, anyway. Um... It's just like the younger sibling to point the finger at the older. It's just so typical. <laughs> the only other thing like I could really like I had to come up with something other than that one, you know, like this is really off the cuff, but maybe I think you had mentioned something about this once, Kyle, where you kind of maybe get like a the cloud how the cloud riders can uh, not like can play off or that the Knights of Ren can play off the cloud riders due to the, some of the uh, inspiration behind their costumes and their masks and stuff. And Ben being Han's son, possibly having probed Han's mind, his greatest fears, who are these cloud riders. So there could be something, some kind of connection there. Oh yeah. I mean, that was based on, that was a real super long reach based on the eyepiece for Enfys Ness mask. The eyepiece of that, looking a lot like Kylo Ren's. That's all that's based on. Yeah, I know, but uh, I don't know. I kind of like that. Like, I think that's interesting, and possibly even maybe uh, this is really far out there. I don't think it's going to happen at all. But maybe even a hint that Ray's parentage, you know, like Junkers. Oh boy. Oh boy! You, no way. I don't think so either. But it's possible. I mean, I wanted to throw something at the wall, you know, like that Obi Aragorn one. There was. Pretty much all I got, but tried to come up with something else. <laughs> uh, how, about, how about you, Carlos? What do you got? So my big prediction uh, for the film is Han is not physically in the captain's seat when they pull the maneuver. Um, the Kessel Run? Make the, yeah, to make, to make the actual time for the Kessel Run. You think he's just like, sort of claimed that that speed record for himself? Well, no, he, he kind of he doesn't say he's the he says he's the captain of the Millennium Falcon, which was the ship that did the Kessel Run. So he's taking the credit of the Kessel Run, but not that he was the pilot. Yeah, that's what I mean. It. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I think that's what it is. I I, I believe that like you know how. Uh, true, we take the controls and then he runs in the back and, like, you know, has to fix the Nespresso machine or whatever he does. And <laughs> and it's during that time that, you know, they, they, they bump off a black hole or whatever to actually get them to break that time. That's my prediction. Yeah, that's one that's kind of been kicking around, right? Because everybody knows Han's a big talker. He's, he's a little bit shady. Maybe he didn't make that Kessel run himself. Very interesting. Michelle, what do you got? Yeah, I I kind of also had that like Kessel Run idea in that it it might not have unfolded the way that we were told. Um, and that's like the beauty of getting to see origin stories is that like a lot of the time, like you we know just from lo- like knowing by experiencing it ourselves, but like when you 
tell a story, the more times a story has been told and passed around throughout the years, like it's like Chinese, what is it, Chinese whispers, like stories change over time. So, and whether or not it's because people were hiding something or not, I think that could be interesting um, because Han says he was able to do the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs, which is the shortest distance ever. And so um, to kind of be able to see like what the real, what it really happened could be interesting. And also like, I don't know, I, it's not more of a prediction, but like I have a feeling that um, we all kind of assumed earlier when we were saying who's going to end up like staying around or who's not. Um, but like all, a lot of us guess that um, Beckett is going to die. But I think that um, who ends up offing Beckett is going to be someone like shocking. I think I have I'm really excited to see like how that happens. I'm excited to see who ends up killing him. I think that might be like kind of like a <gasps> moment. Um, it might be someone we don't expect. So I'm just I'm really looking forward to I'm I've been able to stay like very spoiler free. Thankfully, knock on wood that it stays that way. So I'm just like really excited to see like how they're gonna tell the story. But for me, mostly it's just kind of like legends and lore, like did things happen the way that the people, these people said that it happened. And I have a feeling they might not be how we, how we have come to know them. So I'm excited to kind of see how that unfolds really. Yeah. Like one of my predictions, one I kind of felt like might come true a long time ago is when they first started talking about this movie for real. And Bob Iger said something to the effect that we see how Han Solo gets his name. And you know, we said, well, could that be his rep? Like, does he mean reputation, or like a scoundrel? It- yeah, like how does Han earn the the Han Solo name, the name that is so infamous around the galaxy? Mm. How does he get that name, the reputation? <clears throat> or what I thought is that maybe Han Solo is not his name. Yeah, that could be interesting. I, and, I, and I thought of that line from The Force Awakens, where he said, um, you know. Fin- was it Finn or Ray who says, uh, this is the Millennium Falcon, you're Han Solo. And he says, I used to be. So I, I kind of almost yeah. felt like maybe there's something there that Han Solo, like Han Solo is a name he assumed for himself. And he's he's really somebody else's, or he's part of some other family. I don't know if that will ever play a role in his story, but I feel like maybe he changes his name at some point. But that's not... That's I'm not I'm sorry here, Kyle. I just got to chime in, but this never gets old for me. I'm a prince. <laughs> oh, what, what oh is... wait. I just had this. Uh, I feel like this. there's no way that this is true. But if Han Solo is like not his real name and people are saying that. Oh, well, no, that can't be. I'm sorry. I'm going to take that back. I'm not going to say it because now it just doesn't make sense. Oh, I like in one of the trailers at this point, I saw that he he actually corrects. Lando and calling him Han versus Han, like, and Lando sticks with it throughout the trilogy, just like I guess bust chops. But he's like Han, he's like it's actually Han. <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> what if, what if, like, uh, Han is actually like a twin, and <laughs> a clone, they, <laughs> and, and they were actually 
their last name was Duo, and then the twin died, and now he's solo. <laughs> oh my god! No. What is this, the Mario Brothers? Remember when we said we don't really want any cheese in this movie? <laughs> how, how about this? Like, I can throw this out there because I kind of heard talks of this recently on Twitter. Not necessarily within the phone, but just within fandom, kind of. But I mean, Cape Closet. I could see Lando's sexuality coming to the fore. Oh, I'm not going to talk about this because that's the one thing that I got kind of spoiled on. Really? Uh, ah! I'm so mad. Like, I was on LinkedIn or something, and then I saw it, like, the headline was, like, really spoilery. And then it just was like, and I was like, oh, crap. No. Ah. And then I got really mad. And so I'm not going to comment on that because I don't want to spoil it for anyone else. Well, didn't John Kazan but, this week say that that uh, Lando is pansexual? That's yeah. what I read. Yeah. Yeah. He, he came right out and said that. Really? That, that is big time out there. So. He said he confirmed it. Does, wow. does that make it confirmed, though? I mean, if you don't, don't put it in, like, if it does, if it plays no role in the character in the movie, can the author really come out and say, "Oh, actually, he's pan, he's pansexual"? Well, I think they're they're doing they're doing it in in. Well, I think it's actually better that way because basically they're doing it. The characters like, like people who are pansexual or LGBTQIA plus or any sort of time like that. Like they're just a person. Like they're existing in time where you know that's just who they are so how they interact with people it doesn't really bleed into your everyday life unless you know you're working with your significant other so like if, unless there's a reason to address it like you don't really need to like have to be like oh by the way i'm pansexual if like no one's asking or talking about it you don't really need to come out and say it so like i mean unless there's a storyline where he has this romantic thing like you don't really need to talk about it so i think the oh. fact that like it makes it seem that way and people are like questioning, but like him being like, oh, oh yeah, that's just how we wrote him. Like, I think actually that that works better just in terms of sensitivity wise, because I think in terms of the book world, like when people who are who are part of that community read things, they're just like, you don't have to come out and like, you know, say it in the movie. Like people don't have to come out every time that they're gay or like not straight in the movies. Like they can just be who they are. Look, look. <laughs> Look, let's be honest here, okay? Everybody knows this already. Like, when you see Lando in Jabba's palace with those tusks on that little helmet, you know, you know he's freaky. Like, you know that, like, you know that, you know, he likes to dress up. And, uh, you know, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. Everybody's allowed to do what they want, whatever makes them happy. So let's just move on. Yeah. That, oh, that's the Lando Twitter's story having, I want, man. Twitter's yeah, having yeah. a re- good, good old-fashioned freakout over this one, aren't they? Like, who cares? Like, it's just he's a person. Doesn't I change. Totally see, I could totally is. see him playing cards and like, I don't know, like, like kissing someone that's uh, like a male alien or I don't know. Like, it's Lando. He can do whatever he wants. It's like, yeah. like, look at that guy, like that robot filling up his drink. He's just smooth. He's just a smooth dude. Like, yeah, you know, he's got game. Feels so. good, man. <laughs> Whatever feels good, you know. <laughs> he's like a hedonist. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's that's very well said. Oiled up. But yeah, smart. He's always got a backup plan too. He's yeah. not the He's like not a it's like if he was in if it was like Greek times, he would be like a Greek, you know, part of that whole like Greek 
cool artsy crowd like i don't know i just see it that way well i don't know like i've asked kyle and carlos i don't know if kyle if you've done it yet there but the the lando comic i don't know if you guys have read it but i did so you did eh? the way it starts is him like he's basically like sleeping with like a high-ranking imperial officer just to like get like steal something from her she's like i don't know how you let me talk you into this all every time lando he's just like come on baby Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that character in Hunger Games, Finnick O'Dare, who talks about how um, he like deals in secrets. And so like he he gets paid. He was like um, he got after like the Hunger Games, he gets pimped out to all these like high ranking officials in their government. And then like how he gets paid by them is like for sex is by secrets. So he ends up knowing all these like huge secrets about the government like and that. who is like in that like community where they're just kind of like selling things and having information like information is money so I kind of like see him doing that as part of like pleasure but also like secretly for work like just you know for a rainy day like to have like a little bit of information that could save his his hide I feel like that's he would be totally down for that Lando's definitely of the accord that uh, knowledge is power for sure yeah for sure yeah, I, I, right, lately I'm just whatever makes Twitter have like a big meltdown. I'm all f- like for that choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Because <laughs> it, it honestly it makes it very simple for me to like when I see people like getting really angry about this. I it makes it very easy for me to find the people that to block. Like I these are the people I just yeah. don't want on my timeline in in any way. So yeah, it's like kind of like thank you for doing my job for me and like you know making yourselves known so I can say goodbye. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like I just, I, you're, you're, from your reaction, I can tell that you and I just wouldn't get along. So bye-bye gone. And yeah, if you, if you scroll through John Kazan's replies to his tweet, uh, it's, it's fish in a barrel. A lot of people that uh, I have no time or tolerance for. Like I would Thanos, you're Thanos gone. Thanos. (laughs) Spoilers? Do I still have to spoiler warning that? Oops. Uh, where were we? Boy, we tangent there. Uh, I predictions. Think we're still on predictions. Whose prediction were we talking about? Were we with That's you, Michelle? It, I think I I was done. Yeah, I think we all hit it. Yeah. Yep. I, you, Kyle. I still have, yeah. So mine is, again, something we kicked around for a long, long time ago. Here's what I'm going to hang my hat on this one. It's it's um, sur- like surrounding the idea of whether or not there's some sort of Jedi or Sith element to this movie. Mm. And I'm going to say, like there's so far there's been no indication that there is. But I'm going to say that whatever Dryden Voss has Beckett's crew stealing from the uh, Conveyx, I think that's going to be Jedi-Sith related. I think the... Uh, the whatever target it, the, the target of the heist is, is destined for... Like Palpatine's Palpatine's little treasure chest of of Jedi and Sith artifacts. So Palpatino. Palpatino's yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think whatever whatever's going on here is and it's gonna help us learn why Han sees the force as a bunch of simple tricks and nonsense. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my prediction. That the Conveyx has something that is Jedi or Sith related. And they're supposed to steal it, and it's like Han's going to have no idea why this thing is so important. So there we go. 
that's our ads edition for this week. Possibly, well, we can officially call this the 100th ads edition. Because I'm not, I, yeah. I, I, I will not go back and count. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I, I won't be a stickler. Uh, he deserves uh, recognition. So, congrats, ads on 100. Ads thank editions. you, man. Congrats Love you, on brother. The and here's to a, another hundred, assuming we're la- assuming we're around that long. Yeah. <laughs> no pressure, ads. <laughs> All right, uh, Bradley's turn here. Let's let's see what Bradley has to say this week. Hey guys, Bradley here with this week's Star Wars question. But before I get to my question, I just wanted to welcome Michelle aboard the uh, Tumbling Saber podcast. Uh, that was a nice surprise. Didn't see that coming, and uh, but it was uh, it was a great uh, episode. I really enjoyed it. Uh, loved uh, getting the uh, female thoughts and feelings on all of our Star Wars questions and everything that's going on in the Star Wars universe. And uh, I think it's a wonderful addition to y'all's podcast. And I'm looking forward to uh, uh, many more episodes with her aboard. So uh, again, welcome and. Uh, Hope y'all have a a wonderful time together, which I know y'all will. So uh, this week's question, we're only uh, four days out uh, seeing Solo, and I have to ask uh, as we we approach it, what are we looking forward to the most? What are we getting excited about the most about this movie? Um, And for me, I would have to say, um, I'm just looking forward to the experience. and and I could almost say that for for all of these, it's the experience with my family, with my friends, um, the anticipation of uh, seeing something new, uh, something fresh that we've never seen before, and um, that would have to be my my uh, answer on that. Um, you know, I love I love these standoff movies just for the fact that um, we don't know. Wh- how they could be you know we don't know what uh what direction they're going to go in a sense and and what kind of feel it's going to have and um i kind of get a a little bit more excited for these i guess than i than i do the saga films because the saga films we kind of kind of know uh what direction they're going to go what kind of feel they're going to go um for the most part you know this last movie was uh somewhat of a surprise but not but um uh, with these uh, Star Wars stories, uh, you know, it's just, it's a clean slate in a sense. And, um, you know, I think uh, I think we're going to be pleasantly surprised once again with Solo. But, uh, yeah, I'd like to hear y'all's thoughts and feelings. And what, what is the one thing that's getting you most excited as we're just a mere days away? So, guys, there's my question. Hope y'all have a, a wonderful podcast. And I know y'all will. And uh, hopefully you have a wonderful week, and hopefully it'll get here as soon as you hope it will. Talk to you guys later. Bye. All right, Bradley, thank you, man. Thanks for the kind words. And I, yes, I did keep Michelle's arrival to the team under wraps, and I think uh, that that was to great effect. So there you go. <laughs> I, I'm with Bradley, guys. I'm I'm of the mind that the the experience kind of outweighs everything else. Like I'm super excited about getting together as a group and having having getting to sit sit down and just hang out for a couple hours and have dinner beforehand and then going to check out this movie, which I'm sure is going to be so much fun. Um, 
But yeah, I'm 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 just I'm really looking forward to seeing a mint condition Falcon, uh, and and I'm just really looking forward to seeing how they take this movie and and tie it into the larger galaxy. Like we read some reviews last week about how there's some really big moments in this movie that will blow us away and. I think Peter Sharetta from Slash Film said like Marvel style stuff. I can't wait mm-hmm. to see that. That's I, I'm totally into that. So that's my take on Bradley's question. But uh, Michelle, what's who or what are you most looking forward to seeing in this film? Yeah, I'm. I'm also. I'm also the same. Um, well, first, I want to say thank you for the warm welcome. And also, yeah, I'm just, I'm also really looking forward to the experience. Um, I love the standalones because they get to kind of take chances and experiment with like the style of the film, like in terms of the genre or the cinematography. Um, And it just, it's like the, the, like Star Wars' way of being able to stay fresh and kind of like experiment with new things. And I really enjoy that. And I'm just kind of really looking forward to, that experience of just like the the caper western kind of fun exciting ex- just kind of romp of of a film that's kind of like a quick adventure um with characters that we kind of get to see a different side to them that will like show us a new way of interpreting the character and that will in the future color the way that we are able to like watch the original films of like a new hope and empire strikes back and all of them, you know, kind of, we get to know something different about Han and um, his experience and his backstory. So uh, that's what I'm most looking forward to. That sounds pretty good, Michelle. <laughs> Corey. Yeah. Simple. All right. Well, I mean, I think we're going to go four for four here in the sense that it's always about the experience, like going out with you guys. It's always the best, man. So Akbar and burgers, like a night out. It's fun. And Michelle, I'm on the same page. Caper Western. So cool. So different. Like, I'm, I want this fun Star Wars movie right now. You know, something a little, a little levity, lightheartedness with this action vibe. Like it's, it's going to be awesome. Uh, the, you know, expectations for Lando are so high like but I think it's it's already reached that fever pitch like that's why like we're all expecting like a lot from this so I kind of like looked at everything from a different angle and you know finally Alden Ehrenreich kind of is a bit neglected in that regard and the more and more I see of him playing Han the more I'm convinced and the more I'm liking and I'm looking forward to seeing his portrayal of that character and shining light and moving that character forward kind of, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm curious to like, I'm curious to see how he's going to grow the character of Han Solo as well, you know, from how we know him now. I know it's hard to make that association between Harrison and Alden, but you know, hopefully we can just let ourselves go and just see Han Solo, you know, and I'm really curious to see how he's going to do it and again his mannerisms have kind of sold me from what i've seen so far and i'm looking forward to more of that no 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 remember he can't act that's why that's why they have to get an acting coach because he's terrible (laughs) acting's not easy anyhow all the help you can get man how about you carlos well for me for me 
I'm a sucker for romance, and I really want to see Han and Kira kiss in the broom closet. I think. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> I think. Uh, just to see other people's heads explode would be awesome. But um, uh, seriously speaking, the um, I, I don't want to see anything specific. Like if if I go into it thinking I want to see this and I see it, I'm going to be disappointed because they're paid millions of dollars to surprise the hell out of me. And I want to be surprised. I want to be like, holy cow, I was not expecting that. That's not what I thought I was going to see. And I'm happy I didn't. That's why I pay them to entertain me. So, um, you know, if if my feeble little mind could put three minutes together and come up with a synopsis for for a, like a screenplay, and and that's what comes out in the movie theater, then I'm gonna ask a cut. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, yeah. I leave the writing to the writers, and I'll enjoy if I enjoy it. Depends everybody's own personal taste, but. Yeah, uh, there's nothing. I just want to enjoy it, man. I just want to have a good time and, like, you know, pretend to reach into, like, Corey's lap, like, to get popcorn, even if he doesn't have a popcorn bag. (laughs) Just to be, like, honk. And then, you know, all that awkwardness. So, yeah, that's it. Just having a good time and, obviously, you know, seeing you knuckleheads is always fun. So, that's it. That's what I want to see. I want to be entertained. And I want to have a chuckle or two. I want to have like maybe a little tear uh, at, at some point when something happens. Uh, like a Mr. Stark, I don't want to die moment. Oh. And yeah. Oh. You know, that, that moment. Yeah, I know. Let's not start. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's it, man. Like good movie making. That's, that's what I'm hoping for. And that's why they brought Ron Howard in. And if Opie can't do it, then, you know, maybe nobody else could. Now, I, I'm convinced that Ron Howard's going to just crush this film. Same. I, I have so much faith in that guy. All right. Well, that's it. Bradley. Actually, you know what? Let's, there's something else Bradley said uh, in, in, his, in his note. I just want to get your guys' take. Do you look forward to the saga or standalone movies now more? Carlos, let's, let's snake this. Let's go backwards now. Are you a saga or standalone guy? Uh, it's really hard to say because there are some stories that probably at this point uh, are too late to, to, to get to in the saga itself uh-huh. uh, that I would really love to see. Uh, and the further we get along in the saga, like the less opportunity we're going to get for those movies. So um, uh, with all the details that we, we have currently, the saga's ending uh in episode nine so obviously i'm i'm really looking forward to that but for the long-term future of star wars knowing that ryan has a trilogy and um the uh dungeons and dragons guys have a have a a a trilogy (laughs) (laughs) and uh man i'm on fire tonight guys i don't know if i don't get any like nice comments on twitter about how funny i was tonight Um, yeah, and, and so we're getting like a couple of trilogies and you know some uh, new stuff. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the standalone stuff. 
because we might be disappointed with the way the saga ends. Um, although I doubt it, but there's a possibility of that happening. And the fact that there are so many other movies coming is kind of a relief in a way. So I, I look at the standalones and say, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to. Because we're going we're gonna to see a whole new side of Star Wars that we haven't seen before. That's a good take. How about you, Michelle? Are you st- saga or standalones? Yeah, I'm kind of like I'm kind of in the same buck in the same bucket in terms of um, I just like just kind of like the um, the ability for the standalones to kind of move across time um, and space. Haha. Um, with just you know their mobility and like they don't they're not beholden to a specific timeline or place because you know they have to continue and so in terms of like stories that we would like to see there are just so many stories I would like to see and they wouldn't make sense in the series um the series is great but I just kind of I like I like the cool experimentation that they're able to do in the standalones and plus like in the most recent history of their releases like I enjoyed Rogue One so much like it was so fantastic to me like I thought it was so fresh to be able to see something new with completely new characters and it did connect to and serve the bigger story as a whole but it just you kind of got to have fun with something different and the tone was different and even with Solo like the fact that it's totally different in tone and that it's more jovial and more exciting and like it's kind of got that like less I don't know like heavy feel to it and I just I feel like the standalones will be really cool and that you know the next one could be something completely unexpected and I like the the surprise like the quality of the element of surprise in terms of like they could basically announce anything and they could go back and like give us another origin story like a young Darth Vader or young Princess Leia or something or you know do the Jabba the Hutt crime movie like the the godfather style job of the hut movie that Guillermo del Toro is saying I, I'm literally going to mention that every time until it gets made <laughs> because that thing needs to get made like he said it he announced it in April last year that like that was something that he had been considering and he has a story for it and I want to see it that man is genius and I feel like that's such a cool concept but yeah so standalone for me not to say that like I wouldn't watch more series because I'm gonna watch them. It's just I, I I like the element of surprise, and so I don't know. I think standalones take it for me on that front. Corey, where do you fall on this one? Uh, so I find you guys' answers super interesting. Like uh, for me, uh, always it's always kind of been the saga. For some reason, I probably I don't know. It's probably nostalgia, whatever it is. Everything spun out of that. You know, it's like therein is the focus of the story. Like, we still don't know how it's going to end and how it's going to affect all future stories either. And again, when I think of Ryan Johnson's future trilogy, I, I, I figure that's going to be a saga as well. Like, so I'm going to be super invested in that as well. But that doesn't take away from these standalones. These standalones do, like you guys say, like offer this world of possibilities to be something uh, different yet familiar yet something totally its own and unique its own they can tackle so many different genres you know like this this caper theme like uh rogue one kind of had this like not a caper theme but like it had like the war theme like they could do a whole bunch of different things and that's super interesting and 
I'm super invested in that as well. But what it boils down to, it's, it's always been about like that Skywalker saga for now. And I want to see how they're going to wrap it up or leave them open to future stories. I don't know. But that's what it all began. That's what everything spun out from. So that's where I'm at. God, I, do I have to agree with Corey? Ugh. <laughs> uh, no, I, I still kind of lean towards Saiga as well. I just, I, I, I'm just more invested. I think, like, it, it owns too much of my mind for me to to choose standalones at this point. I, I told, I love the standalones for what they can do, and that they can give us a break from all that heavy lifting, just and throw us a, a self-contained story that reaches out to these to to the saga and connects itself to that galaxy uh but I, yeah i just i i love the films that bring in the rebellion and you know like i guess the the two warring factions and you fold in the jedi and, and sith or whatever groups on top of that you just put everything sort of in the hopper for the saga movies and they they're just seismic i think in terms of of the importance i guess to the to the galaxy yeah exactly so that's that's kind of where I shape everything but yeah depending on what standalones they continue to make here in the future that could switch i guess i mean maybe yeah i mean maybe a week from now my my mind has changed maybe i'll enjoy this solo movie so much where i'll be like i i really hope they just go full full bore on on standalones because they've all been so much fun hondo standalone and I'm out. <laughs> let, let, let's, would let, be. let's have let's let's have some integrity here, Corey. Seriously, uh, dude, you know what I found out this week? Standalone. Yeah, it'd be like a pirate-themed standalone. Back Ugh. off. You know what? It was really interesting. <laughs> I found out this week. I can't remember the guy's name, but the the voice actor who plays Hondo plays Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, it's Jim Jesus. Cummins. Awesome. Yeah, Jim Cummins is like <laughs> a voiceover mind. legend, man. Hondo is legend. And he's not hes not uh, Winnie the Pooh. He's Tigger. Really? <laughs> Maybe the, is it possible he does both? Uh, it is possible he does both. Let me, let me take a Bouncing. look here. Bouncing is what Tiggers do best. <laughs> anyway, hey, I, I thought that was that was just great. When I heard that, I was like, "Oh yeah, he does Winnie the Pooh and Tiger, uh, Tigger." So there you oh, go. Bother. <laughs> oh bother! <laughs> He's also the voice of Pete for those who have small children and like to watch uh, Mickey and the Roadster Racers. He's been doing the voice oh, of yeah, Pete for Pete. many, many a years now. No, oh, Jim Jim Cummings is is a my goodness, he's a he's a huge name in voice voiceover acting. Huge. All right. Uh, are we done with Bradley? I believe we are. Bradley, thanks, man. Enjoy your your weekend with the, with your pals and your family and your stay at the uh, Alamo Draft House. I'm very jealous. All right. And now it's on to the Metal Mando and his question this week. Let's check it out. Hey, what's up, Tumbling Saber crew? Jeff here from sunny Fort Myers, Florida. Had a couple questions, but before I got to that, I just wanted to mention how stoked I am about this new Han Solo movie. I think this thing's just going to rock and roll and knock it out of the park. I think you guys are going to agree with me on that. 
But on that point, what I'm really excited about is, after seeing this movie a couple of times, is being able to listen to everybody's opinions and views on the movie and express mine as well as far as within the Tumbling Saber Facebook group and on Twitter. You know, after we've seen the movie a few times, you know, of course, no spoilers. I know Kyle kind of gave me the nudge uh, when I first started emailing in and voicemailing in to get on social media. And uh got to thank you, Kyle. It's just been a blast. Having, loving every minute of it, just being able to, you know, connect with all you guys. And uh, just what, what a great community to be a part of. It just hits it in all the right places. So what I wanted to, um, also wanted to mention, Michelle, what a great addition to the podcast. Uh, you know, just loved everything you had to say in the your first one. And uh, just hats off to you guys, you know. Cheers for bringing in a female perspective. Uh, I think you guys can agree it's been a long time coming. And uh, what a great choice and what a great addition. But my questions were, as far as, uh, you guys might have seen that Chewbacca clip where there's another Wookiee in there and what do you guys think i don't know if you have discussed this or not i can't remember but i mean what do you think the other wookie is do you think it's a mala his wife b lumpy his son or c just another random friend or family member i'm gonna go with b lumpy his son i just i have a feeling that's who's in that that clip right there but just curious what you guys might think the other one i really want to dive into is uh it's kind of revisiting what you might think or how you might think this movie will perform at theaters I'm going to mention this maybe a month, a little more than a month ago. And uh, as, as far as, every, you know, seeing everything you've seen, as far as the clips, uh, what you've read, just what you wanted to kind of take in at this point, like revisiting that, what do you think, how do you think this movie is going to perform? Like as far as a domestic Memorial Day take, overall domestic and the worldwide overall. And uh, really quick, I think for the domestic Memorial Day, I think it's going to, break the record by a, a lot. I think it's going to make $184 million. That's my prediction. I'm shooting high because I just think this movie is going to overperform and uh, exceed all expectations as far as I'm concerned from what I've seen so far. And uh, for the overall domestic, I'm going to guess $586 million. Again, big numbers, I know, but I, I, I'm very positive feeling about this movie. And for the worldwide overall take, I'm coming up with $1,113 billion. Yes, I've done my research and crunching numbers, and these are what I've came up with, guys. So, yeah, for this week, just let you know what you think about that Chewy clip and what you think about those three uh, categories as far as what you think this movie might take in. And, uh, hey, for this week, guys, I'm the Metal Mando, and I'm out of here. It's solo time, baby. Yeah! All right, guys, let's talk about this. Anthony Daniels, Mark, Mark Hamill let it out of the bag that he's in the film. We now know that it's not as three PO, but I think Michelle, we we kind of hit yeah. on this in our in, in, off air. Mm-hmm. I I tend to believe, and you tend to believe that he's he is the the Wookiee that we've seen in some of the TVs and TV spots and trailers, and I believe his name is Tack. Yeah, they said that. Um, I think it was the oh the screenwriters uh, Lawrence and Jonathan Kasdan. Uh, said in an interview that Daniels is is playing a Wookiee that is specifically Chewbacca's best friend. Oh, did they? Uh, I didn't know they actually said that. Yeah, they said it to they said it um, to on a, in, on an interview to Uprocks. Um, and we talked about this last week. Huh? Yeah, and so basically they yeah it was because um, we were talking about uh, is C three PO going to be in the movie and then basically they said. <laughs> 
uh, no, he's going to be in the movie as a different character. And then they said um, that his, and then they described, like, basically they gave a quote about what his role is. Um, and that's why we need Michelle on the show, guys. That's that right there. Spoilery one. Is, is the reason why. Yeah, because, you know, I, I'm on the show, obviously, with you guys, and then I listen to the whole thing back in post-production, but none of it gets committed to memory. No, not a single word. <laughs> yeah. I don't well, know how that a happens. a long podcast. <laughs> I don't know why, but I don't remember a single word that anybody says. It's it's so bizarre. I like listening back to the podcast to hear my witty humor. <laughs> Yeah. And they said, yeah, and they and it is and you were right. It is a character named Talk. And they said they named the, the Wookiee Talk in honor of famed cinematographer Talk Fujimoto. Um, so it's kind of like a awesome. way to do that as well. That's and awesome. it's also like and a, it, probably a, a double entendre in the sense that Anthony oh, actually, Daniels loves wait, to talk. Wait, they no, wait, sorry. He's not playing the Wookiee. Um, they update did an update and they actually emailed them with a correction. They said um, in Solo, a Star Wars story, Daniels plays a character named Talk in honor of famed cinematographer Talk Fujimoto, who shares a scene on Kessel with the Wookiees, but Daniels is playing a human and not a Wookiee. Ah, okay. And then um, he said, when I was talking about Anthony's cameo, I made um, a mistake of my syntax. So it's uh, in the, it's like a, it's, it's in the scene of the escape from the Kessel mines. That's kind of cool, hmm. too, because there's that famous C-3PO line about being sent to the mines of Kessel, smashed into who knows what. So, yeah, it's nice to have actually put Anthony Daniels in that uh, in that mine itself. Yeah, and it keeps the loophole going in the sense that if there's no R2 and 3PO, at least Anthony Daniels has that credit of being having been in every movie. Yeah. So if people want to look up the article, you can look it up. And then there's a little photo of the scene of like the... But if you do look it up, just be forewarned. Don't look up to the bottom of the article because there is a picture of like the script and his lines. So then you'll be a little spoiled. But um, I didn't read it. I just saw that there was a page of a script. So it was just like, okay, well, don't read it if you don't want to be spoiled. Well, now, seeing as that's the case, then we come back to the question. Who's the Wookiee in the trailers? With, yeah, exactly. With the Who is the Wookiee? <laughs> that's the question. So now Corey's going to say uh, he hopes it's Nala. Or, uh, or, or uh, what's his son's name? His son, Lumpy. For, yeah. Lumpy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's what Corey's going to say. I'm going to say it's his friend, Chad. <laughs> his Who? friend, Chad? Yeah, I'm just taking a stab in the dark here. I'm saying Chad, Chad the Wookiee. And uh, what, Michelle, what do you think then? If, well, if I read not... a different article and they said who it is. So I do know who it is. Gee whiz, Michelle. Well, don't tell me. Look, it's an article. We're talking about it. People ask the question, so I think they deserve an answer. It's not spoilery. <laughs> so is it ch- is it chat or not? That, that that's what I want to know. The Ron uh, revealed. Oh, Ron Howard revealed that the character is named uh, Sagwa, and apparently they describe him as quote a bit of a snow a, a bit of a stoner like Bill and Ted from Bill and Ted's Big Adventure. <laughs> what? Um, oh my and God. then. <laughs> a stoner and this is Wookie? apparently from uh, this is apparently from Ron Howard. I don't know. Um, and John and Lawrence Kasdan, uh, who wrote it. Was that posted uh, April first? This was posted <laughs> May fifteenth. 
So it's not an April Fool's joke. Okay, so we're getting no. a stoner Wookiee. It's it's on a uh, movieweb.com. Oh, guys, uh, hold on, hold on. I have a clip. I actually have a clip uh, of this scene. Uh, hold on. Let's cut to the clip. <laughs> Subtitle. Hey, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, hey, man. I just want to tell you guys that my level of excitement for this film just went up to a 9.5. <laughs> What does a Wookiee yeah. sound like hitting a water bong? I don't know, but I bet it would be hilarious. Yeah, they need it. It has to be custom Wookiee, man. It has to be big. <laughs> oh, man. Not even a joke. That was an actual water ball, that bottle that I was doing that noise in. <laughs> Michelle, I'm sorry we've done this to you. I know, I, I know you have better things to do with your time, but this is this is how we choose to waste our Sundays. <laughs> it's okay. I'm all good. She's dying of laughter, man. What's wrong with you? She's enjoying yourself. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. I think we've uh, we've gone the full distance in answering that question. So let's let's move into Jeff's other question about uh, our. Do we have any revised thoughts on our box office halls? I'm actually more confident with my 1.01. 1. Uh, Wasn't it 1.099 or something? That's right. You're right. 1.099. That's right. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm more more and more confident with that number, and uh, considering that the game is to get uh, closest to the number without going over, I, I'm 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 feeling I'm feeling quite confident right now. So you're sticking with it. I'm sticking with it, man. All right, Michelle. We, I don't think we have your take. Do you have any no. any predictions, or uh, what is your expected or predicted number for the box office? Um, I feel like it, you mean like it, we have. So we're doing domestic and global, right? Yeah, total worldwide. Yeah. Um. So I'm just gonna like try to compare it to like what I think compared to like what other films have recently done. Um, or like in his in historically, um, our new prediction is like for the Memorial Day weekend, four day weekend, they're estimating like 170 million domestic for the opening weekend. Um, so I feel like that is kind of accurate enough um, for domestic box office for the opening. Uh, I guess it's it's a little bit above kind of like uh, Indiana Jones, Crystal Skull and the last couple X-Men movies and um, that most recent Pirates. I guess it's just kind of along that line. Um, and then Global, I read that I've, I read that Infinity War did 630 million worldwide. So I don't know. I don't really know if I see it going over Infinity War um, but I do think that this, I know that people are saying that it, it won't, it won't track well in China, but I have a feeling it's going to track well in Japan just since I woke, I grew up there and I've, I experienced the prequels in Japan myself. Um, so I have a feeling it will do well in like certain Asian countries. So I don't know. Um, I guess I would say like maybe 600 million worldwide like right under infinity war maybe that would be huge and would shut every person up on the face of the earth that 
came out and said this movie's going to flop and we should all boycott it. Yeah. That would absolutely I, crush those I people. I feel like it would do... I, I just... I feel like... I, I think it's going to do well just because of, like, the genre. And then I feel like that it's light and fun. And I feel like when people see it, it will be kind of like a word of mouth thing where people will be like, yo, it's a lot better than you think. Like, you should give it a chance. Like, I kind of have that... I don't know. I feel like it's and it's self-contained. So and and it, and it, and then it will also bring in the nostalgia people. And I feel like it's just kind of like it, there's a, a great opportunity for it to do well. And especially because a lot of people have been saying great things about it. I just and I see it doing well in Japan. So that's like a huge chunk of money. So I feel like it will do well. Now that that's your opening weekend call, right? Yeah. Do you do you have any thoughts on how it's going to land like when it's all worldwide? said and done? Oh man, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. I feel like it might, I think it will cross the threshold. I want it to, I want to say it will cross the threshold of a billion, but I'm not sure. We'll see. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Corey, what do you think? Yeah. Well, I didn't go as detailed as that, but I think we're going to get like anywhere from, uh, I think we're going to come open to like a $175 million weekend, 150 at its lowest. I think the numbers are going to be the lowest ever for a Star Wars film, unfortunately. Like, I don't want to be pessimistic or whatever. Like, I want it to do better than any other Star Wars movie ever. But uh, I don't know. Just personally, I don't think this film is going to cross the billion marker. And I think people are going to raise the flag. They're going to sound the alarm. It's going to be pandemonium in, in the clickbait sites. But uh, yeah, I honestly feel like it's can be a great film but it may not get the respect it deserves in theater i can't well i guess i mean the competition is fierce this summer right yeah it exactly is. it's really really gonna be tight and it, incredibles 2 is not that far away no it's not so i'm most star wars movies have a wide berth i mean they don't they don't get any real competition until they're very like several weeks old this movie's gonna have infinity war which is still pretty hot Deadpool, which is a week old, and then it's going to have Incredibles two opening up, you know, three weeks, three weeks after, four weeks after, maybe. I I, I don't don't know exactly when that opens, but it's going to have it's going to have some tight competition. But like I I originally called for nine sixty as my total once it exits theaters, and I, I kind of want to stick to that number, but I'm feeling a little more optimistic about. You know, what people are saying about the movie and just the more I see the more I like it so I'm maybe I'm my heart my heartstrings are being played here um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna revise it I'm gonna go up to 1.05 billion and I'm gonna say it's gonna it's gonna take 540 international and 510 domestic that's that's gonna be my and we've done this enough times that I think all our takes are kind of invalidated now but uh, that's that's kind of where my head's at right now, and I, I really hope this movie does do better than Rogue One, just so that it's it you the, these people that are, you know the the boycott solo fire Kathleen Kennedy crowd, they can't use the well it's the lowest grossing Star Wars movie so ha 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 we you know we did our job this the the ship is sinking, like they just can't use that if it sneaks a little bit past Rogue One. Yeah, to me, like that's another thing too. It's like once they've created this wave, is it only going to get exponentially more and more, or is each film going to make less and less? You know what I mean? Like, uh, 
to me personally, like it's the latter. Like it's gonna they're gonna make less over time unless I don't know. There's, there's so many variable variables to this film that I'm just skeptical that it's gonna do super well, and I'm worried what that. And when people like the like, there's people who know of Star Wars and kind of follow it. So once they like hear these clickbait sites, like, oh, like Star Wars is in trouble, like it's gonna make me quite upset. <laughs> Star Wars is not in trouble, and no matter what this movie makes, it still won't be in trouble. I mean, that's no, it's like, but they're planting seeds, almost. You know what I mean? Like <sighs> that only idiots eat. <laughs> Only really, really dumb people will put any credence into that. It's 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 silly. This movie is going to do at its very worst. It'll do like eight hundred million easily. At its worst, so there's nothing to worry about here. All right, Metal Mando. There you go. There's our thoughts on that. Did, did we go around the horn there? Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. All right, good. All right, Jeff, thanks, man. We'll hear from you after Solo. All right, let's 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 wind up the show here. Put your Seinfeld Star Wars mashup hats on, guys. It's time for Mr. Canto Cast. Let's hear from Jeff Free Fishback. Hey, guys, it's Jeff from the Canto Cast, back with my Star Wars Seinfeld mashup question of the week. And after my question last week, you guys seem to have so much fun with it, and I really enjoyed your answers. They were great, made me laugh, kept me entertained, as I said they would. I thought this week we would go with, how about if Newman was cast as Uncle Owen? What would that look like? You know... Yeah, I know Uncle Owen wasn't as big a character as Han was. But then again, Newman really wasn't, you know, he was secondary character on Seinfeld. So what would have happened if they cast Newman for Uncle Owen? And, you know, if you want to feel free to picture Jerry as Luke, if that helps you with any of your you know, responses. I think that would be kind of fun. And also, Corey Newman. Not Wayne Knight. Newman. Okay? You did good last week. I'm proud of you. And you know I still love you, man. So, it's Newman. Not Wayne Knight. Can't wait to hear your answers. You you guys always entertain me with them. And I will talk to you next week. May the force be with you. All right, guys. So what if Newman played Uncle Owen? What's the postal service look like on Tatooine? I don't. I can't even imagine that. Who wants to grab this one first? Because this one, I think this one's pretty tough. We kicked this one down the road a week so that uh, Carlos could be, have to chime in. So, Carlos, do you want to chime in first? Yeah. Um, I find it very difficult because everybody that Wayne Knight plays kind of has a little sleaze ball in him. Like even in, even in uh, toy story two, uh, his character was, uh, was a sleaze ball who tried to steal Woody and sell him to a collector in Japan. Jurassic and, park. 
Oh yeah. 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 So I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough. What if, so the question is what if Newman was uncle Owen? Um, I wouldn't like him any more or any less. Uh, uncle Owen to me was whatever, man. He needed to, he needed some moisture to farm and he needed help doing it because or else, uh, you know, they were going to starve and they needed the money and those sand people, you know, you never know when they're going to come around. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I'm sorry. Usually I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board with, uh, with Jeff and I love the star Wars, uh, Seinfeld mashups, but this one to me is lacking. It's lacking. <laughs> it's, 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 it's lacking. And I'm not going to say creativity cause it is kind of, you know, out there to come up with an idea like that. But, uh, Jeffrey, man, where, where's the heart in this question? Where, where's, where's the, don't blame uh, Jeffrey for your lack of creativity. <laughs> I'll talk to you later, Chops. Chops, what is he? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's tough to say. Like uh, Uncle, Owen, like yeah, whatever, man. He's a, he's a crisp. The pile would have been a little bit more greasy than there. That's 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 what would have happened <laughs> if Newman was Uncle Owen. How about that? Well, I think they probably would have starved to death a lot sooner because <laughs> if Newman's reaction to broccoli is any indication. <laughs> like their their underground crops never would have been planted in the first place because there's no way he's touching that stuff. See that, and that's why Kyle is better at the mashups than. <laughs> oh, whatever. He he was a big fan of soup. He could make a lot of soups. Yeah. Jamalaya. You need a lot of water Seuss. to make soup. I, I don't know yeah, that they have a lot of water. Well, he's a moisture farmer. Yeah. It seems like they struggle to get the water they do have. Yeah. Like, just Soup. because he's a moisture farmer doesn't mean he gets to use all of that water, I mean, right? Come on. Yeah, a liter or two? I think you could spare that for food. Well, I'm sure he has to use some of it, but you're not going to say, look, I'm going to make a giant pot of soup with all my water. <laughs> it's actually jemalaya, but Well, I, I don't know. Like, what, what else would he do? Um, I, I think he'd get... I, I got a good one here, but I want to hear... I, I want to end the show to mine, man, because I got a good answer to this. Oh, do you now? I think so. I remember the last time you said this. Okay, well, okay. Uh, Michelle, do you have anything to pile on here for Newman as Uncle Owen? I mean, not so much in that, like, I just see... Because didn't he also say, like, imagine Jerry as Luke? I, I don't even know if I could do that. Um, but I just see them, like, being, like, see, looking at each other, like, at that at that dinner table when they're, like, eating and stuff. And him being like, hello, Luke. Being like, hello, Uncle <laughs> Owen. Um, that's just like the main thing that I, I mean, I, that's the thing that I think of in my head where it's just like, where he just sits down and he's just like at the dinner table and being like pissed off. Like that, just like the way that they interact. It's really the only thing I could think about, like in terms of a reference point. <laughs> I just think it's funny. Yeah. But I just wanted to go to Tashi Station for some power <laughs> converters. <laughs> okay so here i'm gonna ask this question then or propose this like i think that every time the sand crawler comes by with the jawas on board like <laughs> uncle owen gets completely taken to the cleaners by these jawas like they completely hustle him into buying any and all droids that they have to sell and he, <laughs> 
He just completely caves in. He whimpers. He cries about it. He he just gets intimidated by everybody, right? So I, I have no, I have no problem That's believing f- that the Jawas come around and bully Uncle Owen Newman into buying whatever it is they want to sell. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> he's so spineless. Come on. <laughs> Maybe he's just a droid collector. There's nothing wrong with that, right, oh. Michelle? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I'd be doing that too. I would be like, I'd have, I would just like roll up with like my droid peeps, like have like a little droid army. Not like yeah, seriously. Army, like, like an entourage. He's got a bad motivator. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Take, take him anywhere. We'll take that R2 unit too. What's the deal with his motivator? <laughs> what's, what's, what's the deal? <laughs> Oh, man. That's funny. All right, Corey, so you, you speak a big game here, so why don't you wind it all up here? All right. Well, in the least, come on. This this came to me right away in a way. Um, there's a step one and a two. Like, Obi-Wan gets his bearings on Tatooine, kind of realize, you know, like Newman is the new Owen, even though him and Owen seem to have butt heads for some reason, which you may find out in the Kobe, uh, Kenobi film. Why? But, uh, yeah, so, like, once he gets his bearings on Newman is Newman and pretty much being a Sith Lord himself, like, he had one of two options. His first option was, you know what, I'm bailing. I'm just going to go find out, seek out Leia and just blank slate, forget this project. I'm scrapping it. And then option two is Obi-Wan has his the last Luke in the Last Jedi moment with Kylo Ren. Or Ben in his little hut temple where he's standing over him with the lightsaber. Go <laughs> on. Like, yeah, well, it's dot, dot, dot. It's it's how you end it at this point. Oh, we get but, to, we uh, get to uh, Rashomon this whole thing? Yeah, just it's a choose-your-own-adventure. But uh, <laughs> Obi-Wan ignites his lightsaber with all the wrath of fury in his eyes standing over what could be with Newman as his parentage. So, so if, if Newman is Uncle Owen, who is your Obi-Wan Kenobi? Mm-hmm. From the Seinfeld galaxy. Who is super wise? It's true. You don't really have that wise guy, you know? What about um, Jerry Seinfeld? Uh, what's it called? What's his character's name? Um, George's dad. <laughs> That would be funny. Morty. Morty Morty Seinfeld. Like Jerry's dad would be good too. That would be so good. Oh man. The postmaster general? No, that doesn't work. Yeah, my final answer was like I could just see it like (laughs) original Obi Wan, Alec Guinness Obi Wan just standing over Luke, like sorry, kiddo. Who would Putty be? Who would Putty be in Star Wars? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm close Michelle. To a solo. I'm so happy you went to Putty because that tells me that you know how great Putty is. I love Putty. Putty's my favorite. I whenever no. I like him down, he's not. I like to watch. I like to watch the um like compilation clips of Putty like on YouTube, like where there's the video of like every single time he's been on the Star Wars. It's just so funny that hockey episode where he paints his face. <laughs> so. Devils! <laughs> I love you're not messing at... with me, are you, Michelle? No, 
I'm not messing I, with you. I'm, Seriously, that's I watched the I have them saved. Like I have a bookmark tab on like on my you know like on your on your um when you open like a a window for your like a for your internet and then they have like the saved bookmarks bar. Like I have the the putty compilation like on my bookmarks bar and I just watch it like when like just randomly when I need to laugh. Like <laughs> he's my favorite character. Yeah. I love, love that scene with him. Like I can just see it in his face right now, the disgust in his face when Elaine's like, I've had those slippers since college. He's like, what? Those bacteria traps? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so that that brings warm feelings to my heart, Michelle, because he is these guys can attest he is my favorite character in all of Seinfeld. I he he's the best. best. Oh, he's the best. See, I feel like this is why we're we're like doing this. Absolutely. Because it's, it's all about yeah. putty. Yeah, it's all about putty for me. And he's Jeffrey like, too, man. Don't forget Jeffrey. Jeffrey is oh. huge on the Seinfeld, man. Like, I'm I'm sure he's super stoked to know that you're a fan. And Kyle just said it. I'm a, I'm a fan that you're a fan. Yay. <laughs> all right. Well, so much for that question. <laughs> we're, d- we're done for this week. <laughs> Jeffrey, thanks, man. That was a lot of fun. And, uh, okay, that's it for this week. Episode 127 is in the books, guys. We are out of here for another week. This is, our again, our last episode in a pre-solo world. Ah! I'll be sad to see it go. Buckle up, baby. All right, so thanks, all you guys, who for sending in your voicemails this week. Ads, again, 100 ads additions. Incredible. And uh, Bradley and Metal Mando and Jeff Fishback, thank you guys so much for your support for chiming in each and every week. It's it's super appreciated. You guys always get us talking about all kinds of stuff, and it's awesome all the time. And uh, otherwise, let me say thank you to powerful friend Rob Wade for sharing this episode on Emotionally14.com. And you should be checking him out, as always, at the Crazy, Crazy Train Podcast. And also my thanks to Dark Sky Radio for sharing our show there, Friday nights, 9 p.m., Pretty cool stuff. Thank you, Jeremy. And uh, what else we got here? So Sith Disturbers. That's coming out this week. It's been a while. I feel like it's been a long time since we did that. I know yeah, it I got a good. I got, I got a doozy. You know the uh, foundation that we were talking about? No. That's something lined up for you boys. Oh, right. Okay. I gotcha. Mm. And the way to hear Sith Disturbers is exclusively through our Patreon channel at patreon.com slash tumblingsaber. Only our patrons get to hear this show. So if you want to be among the people that do listen to Sith Disturbers, go there, patreon.com slash tumblingsaber, and sign up. Become a powerful friend. And uh, all right, guys, let's do, let's do our thing here. Let's, uh, let's tell people where they can find us on Twitter. Michelle, where are you at? Uh, you can find me at tediously underscore brief and also on the bookstagram at traveling book nerds. That's a cool thing you got going there. Thanks. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah, you've got you got the whole Instagram thing figured out. Good for you, man. That's that's super awesome. <laughs> I, I struggle so badly with it. I yeah, I'm even in like this online course for like uh, Instagram photography and stuff. Nerd. Yeah. <laughs> It's working. Thank you. Uh, all right, Carlos, your Twitter? Uh, my Twitter, uh, you can find me at CCandidoMusic. I expect a lot of comments about how funny I was this week. Uh, also, uh, you could uh, find me on uh, Facebook at Carlos Candido, no, Carlos Candido, my music page. 
Uh, I've been uh, dropping uh, videos uh, twice a week. And uh, I actually dropped one today. We're recording this Sunday. I dropped a tribute to Chris Cornell, um, a solo version of Getaway Car. Uh, so you can check that oh. out on my page. And yeah. I actually uh, dropped it in the Tumbling Saber group for everybody uh, who's a part of that group uh, to check out the video there. Uh, so anytime you want to leave a comment or a like or a share and just show me any kind of goddamn affection, I appreciate <laughs> that. Alrighty, and Corey, I'm almost afraid to ask, but where can people find you on the old Twitter? Well, big bro, big C, Michelle, you all can find me at Chop Rules with a Z on the flip side next week, baby. And you can find me at Tumbling Saber on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And come and join our closed Facebook group and just geek out about Star Wars all day. It's been a little quiet this week. I think we're all a little bit afraid of spoiling something, but you can come hang out nonetheless. It is a lot of fun in there. And uh, spoiler free, baby. Seriously, like I know nothing about this film. Like just yeah, we're, we're I think we're, we're all on the same page. Yeah, no, it, it's no spoilers. The people in the group get it. We do not want spoilers. There will be no spoilers. And uh, until next week, anyway. And just for next week, if you want to send in uh, some questions for next week, well, I don't know that we're necessarily going to need questions for next week. If you want to send in your thoughts about the movie, do so. You can send us an email or a voicemail. We'll, I guess, keep it relatively brief to a couple minutes, and uh, we'll definitely insert that into the show. If you do have questions about the movie that you want us to answer, uh, we will do our best, certainly. Um, but I guess the I guess the idea is to keep the question like really specific, because obviously we're going to hit on our favorite characters, the, all the story beats. So the, you don't I don't think you need to ask us about those, but if something really puzzles you, uh, we yeah whatever anyway. Or what we could do is we could cobble together just a reaction show, a fan reaction show about the movie itself. Ooh, that could be fun. And uh, release it aside from the actual show. I did that for The Last Jedi. And yeah, that'd be awesome. cool. So I, I, think, I think that could work. It could. And I know, it, I, I know it's, uh, it's a lot of work. Well, a lot of work. It's a little bit more editing for you. But uh, I think the... Um, the, the the powerful friends and the tumbling saber army would actually enjoy that. So, and not to mention as well, we we also had a quiz back in the day before there was even a trailer, Michelle. Where I think it was forty questions. We did the same thing for the Last Jedi. Uh-huh. We just kind of you know like out there questions, and we'll we'll see where where people range in in this one coming up shortly. I'm anxious right. for that as well. We'll have our answer yeah. shortly, and there's a big prize. Ooh! Yeah, this, that was the uh, it's the 40th anniversary Han Solo figure, so it's not it's not a chintzy prize so either. It's cool. a biggie. That's badass. Yeah, yeah so it's minty fresh. Yeah, we're gonna be giving that away. I guess we'll, we'll need to get a couple of viewings in under our belt, and we'll do that in the not this week's yeah. disturbers, but the following after that. We'll probably have we'll have the chance to uh, sit down and, and break down the movie. I'm I'm really looking forward to that because I have no idea who's gonna take this one. Oh yeah, I bought like a I bought like a special notebook that I'm gonna take with me to take notes like the second time. I'm set. I'm ready. I'm so ready for this movie now. It's gonna be so much fun. But uh, that's it, guys. 
So if, if we get enough feedback about uh, about Solo and, and enough questions, I guess we will spin out a reaction show with with your featuring your questions. So send those in uh, by by email. You can do that by text or by voice. You know how to do it. You know the drill by now. And uh, we'll look forward to that. But otherwise, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, go check out StarWarsCommonwealth.com. It's it's getting it's going to be wild this week for sure. Everybody's just going to be completely amped up. So if you need any more psyching up for Solo, uh, the Star Wars Commonwealth Network will certainly uh, help you out there. So that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll talk to you next time in a post-Solo world. Sitting here for hours Looking at that child Pages getting wider Like a mirror to myself Struggle for the answers Questions frighten me Circles getting wider It's harder just to see